When we are managing, our problem solving skills are deployed in getting real like surgical precision around what is showing up for our teams, but not pushing them out of the way and grabbing the reins and saying, I got this from here because they will not learn how to solve problems for themselves. And you will cut them off from sharing their creative ideas so that they can explore something in a totally different way than you would. And it might be better. And that's even better. It's better if your team members solve something better than you would have. Welcome to the Managing Made Simple podcast, where I bring a decade of experience working in some of the most influential companies in tech to help you navigate the ins and outs of being a people manager. From conflicts to feedback to delegating and more, we will leave no stone unturned when it comes to what makes us love managing, kind of hate it, and everything in between. Doesn't matter if you're a new manager looking for some tips or a seasoned manager looking to up their game, everyone is welcome to hang out with Managing Made Simple. Let's go. If you are not yet on my text list, what are you waiting for? Text the word manager to 415-234-5716. This goes right to me so you can send me any questions about anything we talk about on the show. You will get exclusive access to things like my Q&A sessions hosted over Zoom and my manager tip of the week. To get on that list, text manager to 415-234-5716. And I cannot wait to hear from you. Welcome back to the show. And today we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics, how to stop ourselves from problem solving as a manager for our teams. Now, problem solving is probably something you're pretty good at as a manager. You spent your whole career solving problems. You might enjoy it. It might give you a sense of accomplishment and sense of satisfaction. But when we solve problems on behalf of our team members, we cause a number of problems for them. We don't teach them how to fish. We take that away from them. So often they aren't able to then solve that problem later. And and we can disempower them. It, It might lead them to feel like we're micromanaging them because we're always saying, ooh, let me just take care of this when they actually came to us because they wanted to learn. So even if someone is asking you, hey, can you help me with this? I need help. It is still a moment to exercise self-restraint and put on our coaching hat and not solve problems for our team members. Not to say, okay, let me take care of this. Let me send the email. Don't worry, I've got this. But to stop and ask some open-ended questions, things like, where are you feeling stuck? Or what have you tried? What has worked for you in the past? These kinds of open questions are going to keep the problem solving in the court of your team member instead of taking it on and also help them learn, well, what's getting in their way. So let me share an example. Once I was managing someone who was planning a big event for the team and she had some of the pieces in place, but was really getting stuck when it was getting people to sign up to take on different volunteer responsibilities. And we all know that when you're in a corporate or an office job and you're trying to launch a project and people need to volunteer to help out, that is a beast of a situation that's often frustrating. And so I got it. I had been there and I really wanted to share with this team member some things that I had tried to get people on board. But I also knew that this was a great opportunity for her to see what worked for her. I knew that what worked for me might be different because I had relationships with team members already. I had done this a number of times. And if I had just given her my strategy of what to do and she did them, then she isn't really learning what works for her. So in this situation, I said, you know, I'd love you to try two or three different approaches to get the signups. Okay, you've already tried sending an email and that didn't quite work. What else do you think you might be able to do? She said, well, well, I love, you know, walking around the halls. This was when we were in the office. I loved walking around the halls and, and kind of just stopping by and saying hi to folks when I see them or, or chatting with people in the cafeteria. I said, awesome. Okay, well, why don't you try that approach and see, you know, if this in-person thing works for you? What else do you think? And she said, well, I kind of think a contest could be cool. 
And I was like, oh my God, a contest. That's awesome. I never would have thought of that. And so she set up a contest for people. If they volunteered and they completed XYZ activities, they would get a prize. So by not jumping in and problem solving with her, for her, I should say, she ended up coming up with a ton of great ideas that were really authentic to her and her work style that ended up working great. And at the end of the day, she had more volunteers than I ever had before because she did it in a way that was building on the foundation I'd laid and got more avenues for getting people to be aware of the project. So this is why we really don't want to solve problems for our team members, because it's almost presuming we know better, not only for now, but for any situation that might follow, even if the conditions have changed. So the moments in which which are effective to problem solve for your teams are like when you're helping sort of at the macro level, well, how do we want to figure out strategically how to, you know, focus our employees on different kinds of projects when it's really your job? That's where problem solving comes in. The macro team. How do you want to navigate competing priorities or assess trade-offs? And, and what is your process for that? That's a great time to deploy your problem solving skills. Also working up, right? Managing up with your own manager, problem solving where they're getting stuck. Hey, how do we want to try this different thing? What are some ideas where you're really offering your insights and expertise? And when you're with your own team members, when you're managing down, problem solving can be helpful after they've generated some solutions. So it's a really effective strategy to use when brainstorming or ideating, but you want to make sure you're not the only person feeding the, the solutions or ideas. Otherwise, it's just your own idea generation, one-way conversation, and people aren't really learning from that piece. So again, when someone comes to you and says, I'm feeling stuck, I'm really frustrated, I don't know how to move forward, can you help me with this? Even if it's really, really tempting, I get it. We want to pause. We want to listen more. We want to gather more information so we know actually how to approach the situation. When someone says they're frustrated and we don't ask a follow-up question and we go, oh gosh, I know this was so frustrating. Or why are you frustrating? Or what's frustrating You know about this? When we don't ask them first, what do you mean by frustrated? What's showing up for you? Wow. That's a very different question than why are you frustrated? Because when we say, why are you frustrated? We are already assuming we know what they mean by frustrated. And then we're going to solve a problem using that definition. That's our definition of frustrated. Instead, what does frustration feel like to you or what's showing up for you? They might say, well, I'm really frustrating because I have been staying up too late. I'm tired at work or no one's responding to me or this project's too hard and I need help. Each of those three answers are wildly, vastly different and would cause you to take a whole different direction in how you're going to manage that person. So instead of problem solving and making assumptions, we want to collect more information first and foremost, and then we can ask these open-ended questions, have the person put forward solutions and ideas, and then we can coach and guide them through that. But again, if we don't understand what the sort of problem is and how it shows up for them, we can't really support help and guide them because they might be proposing solutions or ideas that actually have nothing to do with solving the problem that they had in the first place. Going back to my example with this person planning an event and being frustrated because no one's signing up to volunteer. If she had just said she was frustrated, I might've thought, oh, she doesn't like event planning or she needs another person to help her out. Or is this person the right person to drive this project? Those are all actually not what was going on. So if I had assumed I know what she means by frustrated, because frankly, I don't really like planning events, then I would have cut her off from actually the real meat, which was generating solutions on how to find volunteers. Instead, we dug into it. I'm frustrated because no one is signing up to volunteer. Boom, that's the place to focus. So when we are managing, our problem-solving skills are deployed in getting real 
like surgical precision around what is showing up for our teams, but not pushing them out of the way and grabbing the reins and saying, I got this from here because they will not learn how to solve problems for themselves. And you will cut them off from sharing their creative ideas so that they can explore something in a totally different way than you would. And it might be better. And that's even better. It's better if your team members solve something better than you would have. I want to leave you with that. Your way is not the best way. Your way got you to where you are. And it might be a great, fantastic, phenomenal way. And it is rarely, if never, the only way to solve a problem. So when we come in there, like, I know how to do this. I can do this with my eyes closed, move over. We actually don't know that. There might be a better way. And if someone keeps getting stuck and they need a little more handholding, okay, but let them try, let them ideate, let them play around a little bit so that they can feel like an owner. So that is all I have for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you'd like support on how to refrain from problem solving, empower your teams to step up as owners, please reach out. You can find me at leahgarvin.com or hello at leahgarvin.com or reach out on LinkedIn. See you next time. That's all I have for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Managing Made Simple podcast, where my goal is to demystify the job of people management so that together we can make the workplace somewhere everyone can thrive. I always love to hear from you, so please reach out at leahgarvin.com or message me on LinkedIn. See you next time.